1: Mistress Carrie, weekdays 10 to 3 on WAAF. Podcasts are always online and on your schedule at WAAF.com.
0: Is this Carrie?
1: Yes, it is.
0: Hey, this is Rich Robinson.
1: What's going on, Mr. Robinson? How are you doing? I'm really good. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing okay.
1: I appreciate you calling me. You got a lot going on.
0: Yeah, four small babies. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Are you home right now?
0: Yeah, we just got back. So, so you're we in full-blown
1: your dad mode right now.
0: Exactly. Absolutely.
1: Is it more stressful to be on tour or to be home with all the kids?
0: Uh, I don't know. I'd say it's probably uh, pretty much on par with each other, just for different <laughs> reasons.
1: A bunch of kids running around or a rock band. It could yeah, go exactly. either way.
0: Exactly. That's how it goes.
1: Well, I was surprised when I found out you guys were releasing more new music so fast.
0: Well, when you know, we went into the studio, and I, and actually, I wanted the first record to be a double album because we had recorded about twenty-seven or eight songs for the for, for High Water One. Um, and you know, just being in the studio and and the way that record labels are they wanted me to separate them so i was like all right and then a year into the tour i had written some more songs so i decided to uh you know bring john in to write some lyrics on some of them and um and then you know we recorded in wales at this place called rockfield which is a famous studio and uh where queen recorded and all that stuff and then and so we had another three songs to add to the record And, you know, so this is the way that I sequenced it was more like the first record was was more like, hey, here we are. This is who we are. This is what we do, what we sound like. And then the next record was more of, hey, let's go somewhere else. And here's where we're going to go. You know what I mean?
1: That studio in Wales—is that the one out in the farmhouse in the middle of nowhere? It's uh,
0: it's near a town, a big town called Monmouth. Not a big town, but it's a Welsh town called Monmouth. But it's uh, it's it's a cool town. It's you know, it's on a farm. It's a horse farm, and there's like stables and. But there's this studio there that's been there forever, so it's really cool.
1: What's the vibe like in an old studio? Because there's a place here in Massachusetts called Longview Farm Studios that. You just walk in there, and it's like the wood absorbs the creativity or something. You can just feel it when you walk in.
0: You know, sometimes places have energies, and that can be good and bad, you know? Um, Sometimes places are creepy. Sometimes they're, you know, have this, like, really great feeling. You know what I mean? You never know what you're really going to get. But this place felt really cool. There was some interesting vibes there. And I think that we capitalized on it. You know, we all felt it and and went in and did it.
1: Now, did you record part of this in Nashville and then move everything to Wales?
0: Well, we had recorded the first two albums in Nashville. So we record, like I said, we recorded 26 songs in Nashville for high water. And I, and I'd originally wanted it to be a single, a double album, you know, like 20 songs on there. Uh, but because we split them up, um, we, you know, kept it at what it was and we were touring. And when we went on tour, I had written some more songs. And I and like I said, I brought John in to write some lyrics on a couple of them. And, um, and so almost, I don't know, I'd say nine months later, while we were on tour in Europe, we just decided to, at the end of the tour, go down to Wales and record these new songs that I'd written.
1: So you talk and, about uh, touring and working on these new songs and, and how they went to a different place. So what kind of effect in your songwriting did that tour have on you?
0: Well, I mean, everything has an effect. You know, I mean, everything in the world is an inspiration. Everything kind of goes in and, you know, where you travel, what you see, what you eat, what you watch, what you read, how you feel, love, loss, you know, babies, death, love, life. You know, I mean, all these things just kind of fill your system with experience and that experience colors, how you write, you know, Uh, and musically it's always subconscious. It's not like I had a bad day and I'm going to write an angry song. I mean, it's never been like that. There's nothing that obvious about it. What I like about music is that it's so, it's, it's so ethereal and subconscious, you know what I mean? Like things come and, you know, it's like, wow, I don't even know where that came from. And, you know, and then other times, uh, you know things flow things don't flow it can transport you places it can you know i don't know it's it's such a strong effect on the on the human psyche you know and so all of these things the touring this that you know it gets you in these it's almost like a wave it kind of gets you in this wave you know and as a band when you're playing every night you're sort of working at the peak of your powers and when you do that it makes you you know, to be able to go into the studio coming off of playing a hundred shows, you're an amazing band when you're in there because you're you're working and you know what's going on and you can do these things. You know, whereas sometimes if you go in after taking a year off or six months off, you know, there's a little bit of adjustment to try to get back to playing the way that you guys were used to.
1: It's just like an athlete in the off season.
0: Yeah, exactly. You
1: get a little squishy.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, the EP is called In Here, and it comes out uh, in a few weeks, actually, right? On September 6th?
0: Yep, exactly. And
1: then High Water 2 comes out on October 18th. Yep. So does that mean you guys are going to end up going back out on the road again now after you just got Uh, home? Probably next year. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. You need some time to get squishy.
0: We need some time to, like, you know, get lazy and forget how to play and forget the songs. (laughs) (laughs) So that we can jump back in there and then, you know, and not be lazy and not forget the songs.
1: Well, now that you're home and it's almost the school season, you slip right back into, you know, dad mode. So are you, you know, the school bus driver? Are you the soccer practice dad? Like, what's up when you're home?
0: Luckily, my kids are young and they're not doing any of that yet. So uh, I don't have to drive to soccer practice or anything like that. But I do drive them to school. We take turns, you know, driving them here and driving them there. So, you know, there is that element to it, which is great.
1: There's nothing more grounding for a rock star than changing a baby's diaper.
0: Exactly. Hits you right in the face. <laughs>
1: Have you noticed already that maybe these musical genes that run in your family are are in the kids as well?
0: Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I would say that, you know. I would say that, uh, well, I, I mean, I don't know about that in per se, but I know my kids, all my children love music, you know. So I don't know if it's my appreciation that passes down to them or what, but, you know, I do know that they, they genuinely love music.
1: I just was visiting my... Uh my five-year-old niece and nephew over the weekend down in Maryland and I discovered the beat bugs which I thought was the most amazing thing it's a cartoon on Netflix and every episode is based on a different Beatles song
0: weird okay
1: and and the characters are all based on you know like Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds and every song is you know different lyrics and so There's a whole generation of little kids running around singing Beatles songs, not because they know the music, but because they were exposed to it through a cartoon on Netflix.
0: Well, also, I mean, I kind of believe that we pass down cultural sort of uh, phenomenon like the Beatles down almost through our DNA. I mean, I've seen it with all my kids and with other people's kids when they when they're born and they hear a Beatles song for the first time, it's like, oh, whoa, whoa what is that? You know what I mean? It's almost like they just, they, it. somehow that's embedded in their memory. And, and because it's always the same. I've never seen a, a kid be indifferent to a Beatles song. It's pretty crazy.
1: We've gotten in countless music debates. I mean, we're, you know, we're a rock station. So obviously in the halls and we're all sitting around, you know greatest band ever, blah, blah, blah. And I have always said, favorite band of all time, the Beatles, most influential band of all time, the Beatles. Do you agree with that?
0: I mean, I think that the Beatles had the the gaze of the world on them. Like, the eye, the 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 great eye of, of the world just kind of looked at them and kind of bestowed that on them. Um, and from a cultural standpoint, I would say that it probably... <clears throat> They probably had the most influence across the world. So, but, you know, I I don't know if I would say they were the best band or the best players necessarily.
1: Well, those discussions you have about the Desert Island albums, I just want you to know that one of your albums is if I ever get stuck on a desert island and you can't find me, know that I'm listening to one of your albums because it's it's on my list.
0: Oh, well good. which one?
1: Southern Harmony
0: okay, that's good. that's it, good that's good to know
1: it's it's the soundtrack of of my college. like you okay. talk about those songs creating you know memories and whatever. It's like I cannot hear any one of the songs on that album and not go instantly back to college. It's just that's great. They're attached. So if I'm ever missing from W.A.F. and you find out that I'm, you know, on an island somewhere, just know that that's probably what I'm listening to. All
0: right. I'll try try to drop you. I'll airmail a (laughs) uh, a copy.
1: (laughs) Hey, when you guys go back out on the road next year, will you please come back up to the studio? Absolutely. We would love to have you guys come back up and play again.
0: Absolutely. That'd be great.
1: Well, enjoy your squishy time off.
0: All right, I will.
1: <laughs> Enjoy forgetting how to play all your own music for a while.
0: Exactly. You
1: and, uh, out, the brand. new EP is out on September 6th. It's called I'm uh, In Here, and the single is out now, and then obviously High Water 2 comes out in October. Absolutely. Rich, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day. I really appreciate it. Thank you, too. Mistress Carrie, weekdays 10 to 3 on WAAF. Podcasts are always online and on your schedule at WAAF.com.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.